Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Mr. Lewis, thank you for coming in with your associates. I know this is hard to hear, but we need to make some serious decisions about your mother's health. Let's be honest, she is getting on in years. Oh, snap. Okay, I see how it is. I see how it is. Well, your mama, so old, her last name is Osaurus. <laughs> no, Mr. Lewis, it, it wasn't an insult. I, I was just saying that your mother's condition is deteriorating uh, because she's getting older. Oh, see, that's cold, though. That's a cold one. Okay, okay, I see how it is. Hey, uh, yo mama, so old, in her history class, they just wrote down what they was doing. Mr. Lewis, this isn't an insult contest. Not only is your mother elderly, but also her ability to walk is currently being affected by her weight. Oh, see, okay, it just got real. No, I'm not insulting her. I'm trying to tell you. Yo, mama is so fat. When she go to the movie theater, bitch sit next to everyone. Listen to me, okay? Your mother needs to manage her weight, or there could be some real problems. is so fat, she need a latitude and longitude number to find her old ass Now who's the doctor? I am the doctor. Mr. Lewis, I am. And it is my job to make sure that your mother is getting the care that she needs. We are talking about the woman who took care of you your whole life. The least you can do is take care of her in her old age and take this seriously. I'm sorry. Listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast with your hosts, LC and Baco, putting the dumb in freedom since 2014. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, stop pretending that you've never been bad. You're never wrong and you've never been dirty. You're such a saint, that ain't the way we see you. Change the lyrics and become Big Brother. This ain't Russia. You ain't my dad or mother. They never knew anyway. Cause I never walk away from what I know is right. But I'm gonna turn my back on you. Yeah, freedom to rock, freedom to talk, 
Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I am joined today, as always, with the American Baco. How are you, sir? Oh, happy holidays, Loose Cannon. Uh, I am, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling a little, I feel like I lost a few pounds the last couple days. Uh, uh, so I'm feeling good for the most part. How about you? I am feeling... Jubilant? Fork, uh, jubilant? Sure, that's a good word. Just just, uh, just like a weight of, of bullshittery has been taken off my shoulders. And whatever your thoughts are as a listener, i got to tell you this much. The next four years, we're going to hear words that are used properly and, and things like that. Uh, complete complete sentences. You know, I, it doesn't matter what you, what, you, what you think about all this as you're a listener. You're here to escape. But listen, we have the freedom to rock, the freedom to talk. i got to tell you, Baco... I, I just, you know, we're rocking in the free world. We really are. Uh, good point. That that was the last. That it's interesting how that's how your the last episode ended, and then we went into this song. If you put them side by side, nice. taking out the old uh, the excellent grunge sidecast that you've been doing. But yeah, just listen. As of this recording, we're recording the morning after that. Uh, that that we have a new present. We've got Biden, and I got to tell you, if anybody's out there thinking, you know what, I wasn't a big fan of Biden. You know, you know what. I don't think you really have to be. I, I think that if, if I had a list of people, if I was going to pick from a podcaster pool, I would pick any of the three sides of the coin uh, hosts to be our next president. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would pick um, uh, I would the pick, I would actually vote for the side of a coin over. <laughs> oh, just the actual just the actual side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any anything. I mean, you could just do a huge list of things, but I mean, this is. An excellent day for rock and roll in America. Can we just say that at least? I know, I know Sebastian Bach is happy. Uh, oh, good. That's how I gauge all my decision making. Yeah, you know, I look forward him. to less less um, news stories uh, based around a tweet. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's actually a good thing we don't do a political show because we just lost a lot of material if we did. That so, is true. Yeah. That is true. We've what got about that. those comedians that kind of made their name over the last four years kind of riffing on uh, our, our current president? At one point, one of the poll workers pulled out a bald eagle and started choking it by shoving ballots down its throat. And the whole scene culminated with them burning ballots and what I can only assume is a satanic ritual. But the thing is, is that I don't think that Joe Biden, Biden knows what Twitter is. So that's a good thing, too. <laughs> you know, I mean, when you get these these old white men into office. Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, last night I saw, I saw a speech that uh, I didn't have to throw up afterwards get sick so it's 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 just amazing how uh, you know people can read off of a off of a card and mm. not go sideways and talk crazy and uh and we're good to go so i think it's right i'm ready to rock flowers popped up last night in my backyard i became more attractive looking in the mirror this morning it was just it's it's a great day well every day i seem to think i look a little better than i did the day before but well sure uh, that's how but, but, that's how aging works yeah, for, exactly. for podcasters <laughs> It, it should say to you out there, too, that we don't agree on anything, you and I, for the most part. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so there, there you go. Uh, that, 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 uh, that's funny, there's, there's, but it's not that accurate. But, yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. You know, they also say, you know, that basically, I'm sure you've seen some kind of tweet that Trump's had basically a 2020 year, like a lot of people have. He got COVID. <laughs> he's uh, he lost his job, and now he's he's getting evicted. But but there's a, on the on the bright side, you got to realize he has a lot more time to spend with Ted Nugent, Kid Rock. I mean, his schedule is way open. So yeah, we're going to find out side. how much those guys actually like Donald Trump pretty quick here, aren't we? <laughs> uh, I, I think we Donald, are. Donald, I mean, uh, what are you what are you doing here? Just uh, yeah, just. 
came to hang out, guys. <laughs> Try to say, uh, I think we're good now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me ask you something, Luis. LC, right. as as yes. you as you're uh, here for two, that's a big word. Yeah, here for two known. Um, LC, have you ever had a futon in your life? You ever owned one? Yeah, I've had one. Uh, it, two two phases of my uh, my life cycle. I'd like to get your thoughts on, on on the futon in general. Like I just had to part with one, in in kind of a comedically. <laughs> Uh, touching way. I don't know. It. it uh, this is a futon. Uh, did you actually purchase your own futon, or was it just kind of bequeathed upon you? It seems like these things get kind of tossed around from person to person. There. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. The first one I did purchase. That was in college, and then the second one was kind of. It ended up with being with me because of a roommate situation. Sure. The second time. Yeah. That. That's how I got mine. Uh, my roommate actually moved out to Colorado to live with my boy Wilson. Uh, back in shit, this would have been 2003, and uh, I came home. He had a, a, a note with uh, some last instructions. He uh, so a pile of money for his half of the bills for the rest of the month, mm-hmm. and then I went down into our little family room, whatever you want to call it, uh, and his futon was there. So apparently, he left me his futon. Uh, the futon gets a bad rap, but for what it is, it's actually a fairly function. It, it's cheap. They 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 look okay for the most part, and you know they serve a purpose, you know. Um, but uh, I think he he specifically left that futon there because my buddy Shags fucked a chick on it, and he was all grossed <laughs> out by it after that. So he couldn't just wash it. Okay. Yeah, well, well, there were sheets on it. I don't really don't know what his big uh, issue was. It wasn't like uh, they raw dogged on top of the actual thing and just you know did a monster jizz blast or something. But he uh, he wasn't. Oh. I did not expect that turn this morning, but go ahead. <laughs> he was uh, he was never the same about that futon again. Now, I, I moved shortly after he did to a smaller uh, uh, cottage in this little uh, complex that I was living in. And uh, I had had a waterbed uh, a few months prior that I had to throw away for uh, another tragically horrible situation. So the futon kind of became my bed. I actually had a, a bed, but it was... Uh, it was left to me by my ex-girlfriend, and it was a mattress that sagged in the middle, so you just kind of, you just rolled right down into the middle. So the futon became my, <laughs> my, my go-to bed, and I, I put the bed, in, so I had so I had that as like my, my thing when, when Amy moved in, right? And then um, when we bought the house, the futon came with, and it was just, uh, it was one that the, one of the kids used for a bed until we got them one, and it's just kind of been something that's sitting in this one room now for the last, I don't know, it's basically been unused for about a decade. It's been, it's sitting there, but it, it just, it holds sheets and pillows and blankets and stuff, and uh, one of our cats apparently likes to sleep there. Where I'm going with this is that, like, I've been talking for about two years of just getting rid of the thing, right? It's like, just throw the fucking thing away. So we have like a, a three large items a year that St. Paul will pick up for you. So I uh, I, I I got the, yes. the gumption. Yes. I extra trash day. Yeah, I uh, I got the uh, I got the motivation. I came home and I said, "Tuts, I'm taking down the futon." So uh, yeah, I, I, I tore the fucker apart, hauled her down the stairs, and uh, but when I got to just the uh, the actual mattress part. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there was a cat that liked to sleep there. Anyway, this thing was, I mean, the layer of cat fur on this fucking thing, it's like, it was like grossly neglected for a decade. Like, this was, I, I had to take a shower after I took this thing out. It was just so disgusting. So the, the mattress is sitting out on the back porch here is all I'm getting at. And uh, sure enough, uh, I come back, you know, I get out of the shower, and the cat that slept there is, is just staring out the back window 
staring at his his futon that he no longer gets to sleep on. <laughs> in my Very head, sad. I, I, in my head, he's like sad, going. Ow. <laughs> but anyway, it was it was a big ordeal around here. You know what I mean? I mean the futon uh, that that just wouldn't go away is now gone. I'm very proud of you. Uh, I I, I want to make sure I understand this though. Are you actually for the futon? I think it's a decent second like couch slash spare bed, uh, or like you said, college something like that. No, but. no. I, I I mean, when you brought up something you're going to bring a futon, all I could think about was just pure rage went through me, my my, my entire <laughs> body. Just the word futon is basically a trigger futon. for me, and that's because because futons are basically either a bed or couch that won't fully commit. It doesn't. It, 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 it's 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 terrible in both. It's a it does a half ass job either way. It's another level of like let's say that you have a couch that also turns into, you know, a spare bed. Okay, like a fold out fold out mattress. Now, first off, whoever designed those, I have an issue with too because I'm pretty sure you could design a fold out mattress that doesn't have a bar that fucking jabs you right in that goddamn back, right in the middle, or I, or I, that I, doesn't sit at a slope so all the blood rushes to your head. Yeah, and, and and I'm pretty sure they can they can make it work expand versus being you know the fact that they actually call it a mattress and it's like two inches thick and everything like that too. <laughs> On and, steel. And, and, yeah, and, and and who who has ever visited a friend where they you go into the guest room and you find out this is where you're going to sleep and it has to unfold? It's not a Murphy bed. I was going to say bed, you're clearly more of a Murphy bed guy. No, a Murphy bed is fully. It's either a wall or it's a fucking bed. Okay, <laughs> there's no in between. Okay, so but but the, the fold-out couch is never comfortable. There's always like two or three of those goddamn wires right. that are slowly poking through. So many. I'll move past that. But that again. But they're fun to move f- too, by the way. Heavy as hell. All of those kind of things. Like it's, it's like it's like it's like it's like pure steel. It's it's you can't collapse it. So I'm gonna move past that. But the futon is even worse though, because the futon, first off, is 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 again. It's it's nobody wants it. If, when have you ever been at somebody's house and been like, oh, we're gonna watch the game on this futon? This should be comfortable, right? Like this <laughs> this this is definitely a a a, a well loved piece of furniture. No, just like you. Like the I, futon I, goes I don't in. watch sports with people who sit down. Also, it's really ridiculous because the futon is usually what, like, like four feet wide, so you're like snuggled right next. It's you're very uncomfortable. It's like each a, other. <laughs> it's like a love. It's like a, a, a love cushion or whatever you call them. But uh, but no, it, it's it's basically something that was developed, I think, for kids to go to college because it's the same thing. It's yeah. like you buy it for for 150 bucks. It's a shitty mattress. It's a <laughs> shitty this, and it's the same thing. Like you just said that that your buddy had had uh, had relations with with a lady on it. That's also like if you're if you're if you're a man or a woman. Let's say you go to a woman's place and you're like, yeah, let's do it on the futon. <laughs> Who am I? What, do you have no respect for me? You don't have a proper bed. This and the fact that you even welcomed your wife into your life and brought a futon into her life is disrespectful to her and to all females, period. So that's what I think about the futon. It is amazing that after seeing the futon that we're still together, you know. <laughs> that's my point. Uh, and the fact that it was there, it is, it, I got to tell you, first off, the that, fact that By you the way, that was, that, that was the first thing that changed when she moved in. It was it moved that you got a proper bed, yeah. and that futon went there. And and the, that first off, th- at this point right now, your cats respect you. You you have you, you, this has gone. Your 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 you. I know you recently 
you know, celebrate your anniversary, the fact that that is out of your life, you're on a whole nother le- level of love, respect, togetherness, <laughs> that that futon is out. That was an anchor in your fucking life and your relationship, Baco. And that's all I have to say. You asked me if I had a few things to say about a futon. That's what I have to say. I am fired up for futons and for freedom. Uh, there's a slogan. <laughs> I want to levy a challenge at you right now. I want you Go to ahead. run for like uh, something like uh, um, like the school board or, or some real rinky-dink thing, but run yeah. based only on no futons. <laughs> refuse to talk about anything else. It's like, well, you, what do you? Or, or what if I what if I actually work for like uh, the zoning commission and, yes. and there's a whole section that all, all they have to have is Murphy beds. That's the only thing allowed in certain certain like square miles for construction. You know, I have to like retain the certain like if there's certain uh, things about uh, you can't tear down or rebuild without using a certain architecture. Yep. That's that's the architecture that has to be. Uh, you have no. You can't have food. <laughs> No, but uh, but just Murphy beds. Yeah, too. only Murphy beds. Yeah, only you use no, a certain the... district of Denver as exactly Murphy the same beds. Things. It's called the you know like the I don't know. The, the, I assume they name communities like they do in in most larger cities, but that it'll be renamed Murphy bed or something like that. Or... Yeah, I think that anytime I do a speech, the uh, actual podium, I just unfold from the wall and I come out <laughs> on the podium that way. <laughs> <laughs> Hello! You gotta make an entrance, Baco. You got my vote. Okay, good. So, one of the Cobras and Fire mascots, Sebastian Bach, recently uh, made some headlines he wanted to talk about regarding Mm. Rob Halford, correct? So, Baz, he was talking about, you know, the vocal exercises he did, and then he revealed that uh, Rob Halford once told him that he never has to do vocal exercises of any... any, uh, any kind. Anyway, uh, one of the hosts as a com- uh, comedian who goes by Big J Okerson, uh, he chimed in. Well, he probably it was probably something gay. He didn't want to tell you, and then he apparently threw in a British accent and threw in this gem. You got to goggle jizz, but I don't know how to tell you that, Sebastian. So uh, Sebastian walked off, and uh, I'm actually on his side on that. You know what I mean? I I, I don't I don't know the relationship or, or or this guy, so maybe there's some context I'm missing. But that just seems like a I don't know. Pretty. That, that's a joke. That if we said it, we would cut it out. Uh, <laughs> well, it's also not that. It's not 
it's just not clever. Yeah, it really isn't that you know? funny. But uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's a, so basically, it's pretty much a joke we would do. It's just not about that specific thing. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if we did it, it would be funny. <laughs> oh, is that what, what? No, maybe. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but at least we're consistent people. So anyway, yeah, the, Sebastian kind of uncomfortably spoke for it, like, wow, you, you're really going to do this? You're going to make me just fucking end this interview? And, and then he just kind of shut off the, it was a, a Zoom or Skype type deal. So he was gone. And then ironically, or oddly, I guess whatever you want to say, the next week, Halford was actually on the show. So the guests, to their credit, brought it up, mm-hmm. told, told them about the incident to which uh, Halford replied, I don't gargle, I swallow. Which, <laughs> you know, I'm okay with that. He's having a, he's not taking it right. too, too serious and getting getting too wound up over it. But you know what he's doing? He's taking a piss. He's taking a he's taking the piss out of them. That's what he's right. doing. Yeah, exactly. It got me thinking because a, a fairly recent revelation for me anyway is that Rob Halford is persona non grata with Eddie Trunk, a la Paul Stanley. And much in the same way that Eddie goes on, I have no idea what I did. I he won't answer the call. So I look, I have no idea what it could be even. You know, is that one of those deals? So it got me thinking, it's like if these guys making that crude of a joke doesn't even keep Halford from coming on, much less engaging with them, what the fuck did Eddie do to piss this guy off? That is a good question. I guarantee it's a level of creep. <laughs> is what it is. Maybe you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like I don't know. It's some kind of like uncomfortable. Maybe it's not even an incident. Uh, because like, he seems to have a pretty thick skin, right? He, he gets there's too often. Eddie is uh, found or captured on uh, security cameras outside uh, <laughs> Rob Halford's Scottsdale mansion. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, you know, uh, is that fucking I've Eddie ch- Trunk? Yeah, I've checked out my uh, nest footage for the last three months. <laughs> day, that, day that goes by that you're not on there at some point of the day. He's <laughs> like, Jason, Jason, I th- is that in the trunk? Guys, you're more than the Amazon Prime delivery guy. It's <laughs> 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 like, and he doesn't, bring, he doesn't bring me anything. Maybe that's Just, what it is. Eddie steals Rob's Amazon packages off the steps. <laughs> Yeah, that was my a, new cat T-shirt. Uh, I wonder if Eddie has that. He's he's actually purchased one of those Amazon Prime uh, vans. He just goes to Rockstar. <laughs> that's his that's his that's his undercover thing. You know, I mean, I, I don't think if you saw Eddie Trunk walk up with an Amazon Prime outfit, you wouldn't think he's not an Amazon Prime guy. <laughs> looks like no, yeah, he, he, could, he could blend in. He's a dude. He just looks like a guy, just a regular right? guy. Yeah. yeah, regular guy. He just can't figure out how to use his phone to take the picture of. Uh, of the picture of the package he dropped off as evidence that he delivered it. He's got some issues there with the uh, yeah. his yeah. boss. Do you but, think uh, how long could could Eddie last before he got fired for cause as an Amazon Prime driver? <laughs> well, you yeah, can't I'm sure that they crank have... UFO when you're driving through people's neighborhoods. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is is that the noise ordinance? And the other part would be that uh, uh, you know they probably have eight hour shifts and they have to give the the van to the next person and he just leaves his cassette of strangers in the night jammed in there all the time cranked to 10 so the next guy that gets in there is like eddie can you come in here um do you happen to know why 15 people on you on your delivery route yesterday all got a copy of uh ufo's box uh greatest hits anthology (laughs) (laughs) none of these people said they ordered it no i'm just spreading the love i just they got to hear this man it's great it's the best if you haven't checked this out, man, it'll change your fucking life, man. Uh, I would make a perfectly rated joke here, but I'm not allowed. 
So yeah, I mean, it's odd that like kind of this weird kind of crude gay joke gets me thinking about Eddie Trunk. Maybe that says something about me. Maybe there's a, a Freudian angle that I need to start looking at. I don't know. I mean, I can't think of anything specifically. It's just like if you ever see those old pictures of him in the 80s, he's always like like two feet behind any of the rock stars that he is infatuated with looking mm. kind of – you know what I'm saying? Like, I do. Like almost, uh, I, I, like I, got, I got a buddy stalking. here locally who uh, he's worked in record stores and he's got pictures of him like behind Ace Frehley as Ace Frehley's doing like a record signing in the 80s. Right, but, but he doesn't acknowledge it as that. He's like, yeah, well, this is when I was working with Ace. Uh, you know, he 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 definitely puts a spin on it that is not terribly accurate. It's kind of like um, when uh, the guy who owns the Timberwolves actually owned the print shop I worked at before I, the, where I work now. So it would be like me saying, yeah, what do you do for a job? Well, I I work for the uh, I'm a I work for uh, Glenn Taylor, owner of the Timberwolves. Uh, I take care of some of the shit that he doesn't have time to. Which technically true, but uh, not really an accurate portrayal. But yeah, so maybe you're, you're saying Eddie's like that. Maybe he's like uh, when he says he's close personal friends, he's just been close to somebody's personal space. I, I think that's what it is. I think it's the same thing. Is is that uh, it's the whole putting the, yourself in the conversation or whatever like that. Uh, we're. I, I, I hear something in, in Hollywood a lot of times. We're saying like, "Are you friends with somebody?" And it says, "I'm not friends with that person, but I'm friendly with them." Have you yeah. heard that term? Yeah. It's kind of like saying like, "I know them, but we're not friends." And I think that the other version is you just say you're friends all the time when we just aren't really friends. We don't hang out. Right. Yeah. It might be part of it. I have to admit, I I I use the term friend pretty tight. Like I I I'm, I feel kind of weird if I'm like, well, I'm friends with them on Facebook. You know, right. I don't really know the person that well, though. You know, I mean, so there's a lot of people like that. But, yeah, you're right. Some people just say, yeah, we're friends. I um, use that mostly for legal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> My gut feeling is this is very much like the Paul Stanley thing. For some reason, maybe Eddie's just a little... I don't know the situation with Judas Priest and K.K. Downing like I would say the the backstory with Kiss. But maybe it's a little chippy with, with that whole deal, and, and Eddie's just too positive about KK. That's my gut feeling. The only thing there is that Rob doesn't really come off like a guy that that's petty. Right. He doesn't um, seem to care about that kind of stuff. In other news, uh, Eddie Trunk has just announced a new podcast called Overstepping. <laughs> nice. Can't wait to subscribe.
there was a nice little surprise that came out. I don't know at the time of recording. It was about two weeks ago, uh, maybe about a week after we uh, found out about the passing of Eddie Van Halen. David LaRoth released a new to us song anyway. Lee Roth. David LaRoth. Uh, <laughs> uh, he released some new music. Now, new in the sense of like we hadn't heard it before. But this is, I don't remember the year, the timeline, but I want to say it's almost 20 years now that he recorded a record with John Five that's never seen the light of day for whatever reason. Oh, I thought that I, I was confused on that. I thought this was just off of the album he did that one. Uh, what was the what was the one he did with John Five though? Was it called like? Mm. Sorry to get you off your your thing. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Sh- I, I thought it was. I thought it was released on a previous. This is an unreleased track from something he did with John Five. Yeah, my understanding is that there's a whole record of of, of stuff that just never got put out, and so okay, uh, it's right. a song called "Somewhere uh, Over the Rainbow Bar and Grill." Um, kind of a nice little uh, turn of phrase. Uh, very classic yep. David LaRoth lyrics to it. One uh, one that I liked uh, was that some say I was happy then, me I'm happy still. It's actually it, it's it's in the vocal range that he can still hit. That's one of the things I like about it. Um and it's just it it, it almost seemed like a uh it was written for Eddie, <laughs> you know, in a way. Uh even though that you know, it wasn't really possible, but uh, I don't know, did you get a chance to listen to it? I dug it. It's it's cute and little, I don't know, little ditty. No, I I did. I went and first off, you know, it shows up in my, you know, how I rent my music. So I get, I got the, it showed up in my new release radar and just the, the look, it looked like some the, the artwork on it looked like something that my daughter would have drawn right. or whatever like that. Like, and then, and then I didn't actually see, like you said, the turn of phrase, it says somewhere over the rainbow. I'm like, Oh God, no, he's doing a cover of somewhere over the rainbow. You know uh-huh. what I mean? And then I saw the bar and grill. And I was like, okay, hit play. Yeah. It's like, it, it sounded like something that could have been, uh, I mean, on his early solo stuff, yeah. it's it's, it's it, catchy as it hell. It back it's to eat him and voice. smile a little bit. It was clever, you know what I mean. It was enjoyable, and I was like, I was like, this is the the David Lee. This is what for me. This was a kind of of vocals and songwriting that was missing on Van Halen's last album. Like if they had had this is kind of like an Ice Cream Man kind of a you know what I'm saying, like a different type yeah. of song, or uh, uh, Take My Whiskey Home, whatever you want to say. Uh, I really liked it. Maybe think it, it seemed like a tribute to Eddie, even though it's yeah. couldn't have been. You well, I think I mean? he dedicated it, it to Eddie on, on a he tweet did. or something. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it just the the timing of it, obviously, just it all resonated and kind of hung in there. It was, it was, it, it was just it felt good. It, it just that's the best way to put it. You know what I mean? It kind of takes you back to a little more comfort. And usually, those things don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like if somebody grabs something and says this is dedicated to this person and it's from like a situation like this, it yeah. just doesn't work. It just seems like a, a ploy where this seems very genuine. This that's right up his alley. He he definitely doesn't do anything that isn't at, at this stage of the game. If he's doing it, he's he he means it and he believes it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So even like just the the tweets he he tweeted out of just pictures of him and Eddie, it just it just seemed a little more meaningful because it came from him. As but, opposed uh, to no. Michael Anthony and uh, Sammy kind of doing that weird video. Oh, my God. The, and, and again, as you've heard on the show, not Sammy haters at all. Right. But but the fact that that video was edited, it was 90 seconds long, and there was a ton of cuts that you can see that they did along the way to clean it up. I'm like, how can you not do this? This should be just like, here it is, and we're done. Mm-hmm. Right? Right, yeah. You would think 
in considering what we're talking about, the passing of someone that they knew well, that it, it could have felt a little more genuine, I guess. I also uh, suggest better camera angles next time. Yeah. Maybe uh, Michael Anthony should do something with his hair, too, you know? That's all all we're asking. Just if you're going to be, if you're going to release up into the world, uh, just prep a little bit before you take your iPhone out and angle it, uh, uh, you know, 47 degrees up. Oh, man. Well, some other uh, icons of rock that just won't go away. We'll drop some new music, too. ACDC's back, baby. Oh, yeah. Man. uh, Angus, baby. I got to tell you that when I first heard the, just the beginning notes of that song, that guitar tone just, oh, fucking good. So you enjoyed the new song? Uh, the, 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 the first song, uh, what is it called? Uh, Shot in the Dark. Um, well, I like the fact that, although I'll probably be disappointed when I hear the rest of the record, but I like that it isn't just like some ridiculously old dude singing some really inappropriate sexual double entendre. You know what I mean? It's just a song, and it sounds like ACDC. You know what I mean? Uh, but there, there was a second song that was released. I'm sorry, I'm not remembering the, the title, that I like much better. So I'm a, I'm a little optimistic uh, supposedly these uh, were songs that Malcolm had written. And if I understood it right, this this album was actually done in 2018, so I'm not sure what it's been sitting around for. Yeah, I thought it was done. Okay, I, I have not written. It was my understanding that it was done, ready to roll, and then COVID hit. <clears throat> they were planning a whole tour this summer, mm. and that went sideways. Maybe I have that my could information be. wrong on that. But, uh, yeah, I, but, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure where I got that. I could be 100% off base on that, so... Okay, I know it was. It's definitely been in the can, as they say, mm-hmm. in the industry for a while. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, I heard it, and I can tell you, I heard it four times. I can't tell you, I, c- I couldn't hum it right now. I know there's there's something to do with a dark, a shot, and then there's also some walking in the park. The shot in the in dark. It. See, I've only and heard it two it, times, and it's stuck. So okay, well that's good for you. And yes, the guitar tone is always awesome. That's what you you, you want to hear, and you're mm-hmm. just like yes when you hear it. For me, what I realized is I went there and I was like, okay, um, I'm going to go listen to Rock or Bust. I'm going to go listen to uh, Black Ice. I'm going to go listen to Stiff Upper Lip. I started going backwards the last two weeks. And I, and I went all the way back to Ball Breaker. And I realized one thing, and that is that, that uh, I used to think that Ball Breaker was their worst album. And most of it had to do with how bad Brian Johnson sounded like. He was going through some, some vocal issues or something like that. Mm. And the whole thing was absurd. The fact that they put out an album called Ball Breaker in the middle of like the mid-90s. It just looked ridiculous <laughs> at the time. Stuff like that. It was almost like Bust a Nut by Tesla. It just didn't yeah. fit. You know, Anything to do with nuts and balls for your title, just, just no. But anyway, Kurt Cobain but ruined they, that for you guys. Sorry. He just, really did. Just, he just really deal did. with it. Yeah, that's right. So, but but the main thing about it was is, is I was like, what is missing? And it's, it's been something for a while. Is first off, I'm like, Stiff Upper Lips should have been just called Sleeping Pill. That fucking album sucks. I went back to it. The, the pace is slow. But here's the main thing. Well, about then what it. would uh, uh, Ball Breaker be called? Ambient? <laughs> no. This is my point. This is my point. I went back and I I wanted just any statements I've made about Ball Breaker. Ball Breaker. I'm gonna say it right now, and you can do your explosion or whatever. Is the last album that Angus gave a fuck about his solos. I, I promise you, you go back there, those vocals in that album, I'm not saying the songs are really any good. Hard as a Rock, Ball Breaker, they're okay. There's not a single song I would put my, uh, say like, that is a great song. The solos on Black Eyes, Step Up or Up, all these, they're like maybe 20 or 30 seconds. I can't remember any of them. You go and listen. There's no solo album. in the new song, is there? 
There is. It's 20 seconds long. Okay. It starts, and right when it starts revving up, it ends. And this is the whole thing about him, is I don't think Angus has cared about playing a solo. There's not that passion. I, will, I listen to Ballbreaker. He's 90 front, years front. old, man. It, might it just... doesn't matter. I'm saying that on that album, Ballbreaker, there's not just the solos and the solo place. He's soloing on top of it through all okay. these different parts of the song, like like they used to, is my point. And basically, these. And I really hope there's something, but there's not a single thing I can gravitate to for maybe the uh, rock and roll... Well, Runaway Train, I think, is probably their last solid. I like that song, yeah. and, and 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 and. But I, I just, I really hope there's something. But I went back there again. I'm like, what's missing? I'm like, the Angus, the Angus is just. I mean, that's just. Uh, it's just. It's like they took Back in Black and took everything. You know what it is? They're basically copies of For Those About to Rock because that album sucks too, except yeah. for that 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 main song. So that's it. They've, that's they've, they've had a handful of, of good songs. Um, three or four. Since, I can't since get to three or four. Black, but but the thing is, yes. the, the deal they made with the devil uh, was yep. a one album deal. So, <laughs> yep, it really they, was. They they sold their soul for rock and roll and and ten tracks. That's it. So they they did on the best they could since then. Is all I'm getting at. I, it's odd. I, as much as I like Angus as a guitar player, I've never listened to ACDC for the guitar playing, other than more, more from the rhythm side of like just that, that really? raw tone and all that stuff. Man. So I'll, I'll have to go back and listen because there are moments, especially early in their career, where, where there's some just really killer solos that, that I know what you take it to the next level, but there's also a lot of songs that uh, as good as a solo might be, it's not the reason I, I tune in for it, but... Uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, like you said, like, like I think you've said it before, is that uh, uh, like a bad ACDC song, it's just a bad song. It's just mm-hmm. really boring. But I, they're one of my top bands for when I need some pure fucking rock. Do you right. know what I'm saying? You like, could easily put what together, what, a 20, 30-song playlist uh, if, if, if you use their whole catalog. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, you know, more than that, you yeah. You just drop I mean, the I entire mean, Back in Black record on there. It's 10. At least half of... Uh, a highway to Hell. Um, fuck, I don't know. I, I love the Bon Scott stuff uh, for the most love part. It. So, I don't yeah, know. And, and and that that's and, and I'll uh, wrap this up here. But uh, you know, as you can see, I'm I'm pretty fired up this morning. You but, are uh, on on it today, man. I am. I am. You, uh, you woke up on time for this one. I know. <laughs> that's, that's that's also a bonus. But but like you know, part of it is. I go back and I've I've been getting into the vinyl and we won't get into that today. But like I dropped, you know, uh, Highway to Hell and um, If You Want Blood, you've got the live album. Just yeah. listening to that, there's no way like they they've been rumored and they don't really have the thing. You listen to uh, Shoot to Thrill or uh, Have a Drink on Me and all these other ones. The, the songs on Back in Black. Absolutely, the most of those were were written when Bon Scott was around. Don't you think that I vibe, do? Like, I, that was the last. And uh, there's a book, uh, The Lost Highway, written by Jesse Fink, um, that kind of intimates that that is what happened, that those songs were basically done, because uh, they never came close to those kind of lyrics or melody. Um, no way. After that, no way. W- with Brian, I'm saying. So anyway, so go, please, on, on our Facebook uh, group or page, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I tell, I tell you, Ball Breaker is the breaking point, the ball breaking point where, a, where Angus was done playing solos. Tell me yes or no, and if you counter that argument, refer to a song where you would point me in my direction to tell me I'm wrong after that point. Work in the corner when the record deal happened in a week before I 
You know, one thing about Brian Johnson that it just it it it, it doesn't logically make any sense. You know, I, I checked out with ACDC. Everybody loves that fucking song "Thunderstruck," but I was like, when I first heard that, I was like, "What the fuck is is he is he on helium? What's going on?" And and Brian Johnson kind of turned into that Daniel Doc kind of voice there for pretty much up until Black Ice. And then when I heard that "Runaway Train," it was like, "What the fuck?" Where has this been? I mean, did, did you just need to, I don't know, talk to Paul Stanley? How did you do this? You know what I mean? You basically got your voice back from the mid-'80s, and it's 2010 or whatever year that came out. And it's been the like even this new song. You know, remember, he supposedly was never going to be able to sing again because he could just go deaf. Right. Uh, so they, they apparently was some medical procedure that helped him with that. But he sounded great the last three albums. He sounds a, a killer on this uh, new song. Agreed. So I'll tell you that much. That's that's the thing too. Is it's like you can't we can't have everything at the same time. Like mm-hmm. like as far as the vocals. Like Brendan O'Brien, obviously super producer. Bruce Springsteen, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots. He's been the producer the last three, and for whatever reason, he's got the best. He sounds amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like I wish Angus and the the riffs and the melodies were up there because Brian sounds phenomenal. I will tell you too. It's also funny that probably my favorite Brian Johnson vocal of the last 20 years is on that Jim Brewer album hmm. and it's called Mr. Rock and Roll. Go check that out if you've never heard it before. He sounds phenomenal on that too and that was recorded during that time when supposedly yeah. he couldn't hear. Right, yeah. Uh, well, I think he could still sing in studio. That was never going to really be the issue is that he just oh. went to tour. Um, but yeah, he was basically, he was going to read news old and said, fuck it, I'm going to pack it in. But Either way, the fact that he pulled off great vocals on a comedian's album <laughs> sounds better yeah. than stuff in the 90s and, I know, and, yeah. and, and Fly on the Wall is ridiculous. Is my I, uh, on, on the, in the music section of my favorite QAnon website, uh, they, they say that, uh, <laughs> that it's actually yeah. uh, um, Alex Jones singing in the studio that it's like he apparently does a spot on 80s Brian Johnson. Uh, mm. And that it's not actually Brian on the record, and yeah, also five G uh, is uh, w- on a way to track us and give us cancer. Okay, it's a, is it? Is it have anything to do with catfishing? We're going to understand. <laughs> yeah, no one believes you, Luce. We all know you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you you've I'm been catfished, the- I think, and you just you you you've uh, mentally buried it. All right, all right. It's just yeah. I just I want to understand someday. Right. Send me an send me an article. Hey, uh, in, in something somewhat topical but music-related, the Five Finger Death Punch just dropped a new video, and the only reason I even watched it was because of the headline. Apparently, and then and I went and watched it, so it's not apparent. They flat-out compare people who wear masks to communists, and so the, it's like this whole fucked-up thing. And it got me thinking, I'm like, every band is selling masks. I, I shared this on Facebook, so it's not going to surprise anybody. I'm like, I guarantee there's a fucking five-finger death punch mask on their goddamn web store. You know what I mean? It's not only for sale. It is the fucking featured item on there. It's like, oh, my God. You know, because there are people who think wearing a mask is somehow, like, way to strip freedom from everybody, and it's about tyranny and all this crap. Uh, uh, Nothing to do with health. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just the flu. And, of course, you know, that singer, uh, Ivan Moody, he's a bit of a meathead. We watch UFC fights and uh, eat a Of course, he's one of those guys. Not surprisingly, but Jesus fucking Christ. You're, you can't even make this shit up. This, that is the most 2020 thing in music this year. Is that, like, this, this ridiculous, like, 
hypocrisy. It's like, I'm not one of the sheep out there. Also, for you sheep, you can give me money and I'll send you one of these. <laughs> I just think it's awesome the fact that somebody – I just want to see somebody – First off, it's ridiculous. Yes, everybody has the masks. You can go to every place. It's like print-on-demand, Redbubble. Yeah. We have one. You yeah. want to go to our site and get a mask? Nobody has bought a goddamn mask because <laughs> you would be arrested if you had a Cobras and Fire logo on your face <laughs> walking around with, with, with a, a mask. That's that's next level. Yeah, we don't move but, much uh, merch. What the hell? I, I haven't really pushed it ever since ever since the, uh, the the box of fire. I've lost my mojo on it. Uh, <laughs> that's still sitting about. It's, it's still for sale, by the way. I saw it uh, on the website. <laughs> you want to buy the Cobra box of fire? I, all of a sudden, I tell you, it's going to open up everything. Listen, that's what you can do for 2020. Get the box of fire; yeah. it will cure all ills. Yeah, no doubt. It'll it'll break the spell. That'll end uh, COVID. It really will. If that, yeah, that's what that's what it took. Fauci will be like, all he need to do is buy this buy this box of fire. <laughs> you see Fauci doing like a Good Morning America interview, and he holds up the box. I I really think one of the best things we could do to help prevent COVID is to buy the box of fire. You know, it'd be funny. Even if they knew it would cure COVID, they'd be like, I don't need that shit. I don't need it. It's still sitting there. Even COVID couldn't sell sell that goddamn thing. That'll be the show art, Fauci holding the box of fire. <laughs> <laughs> Just what is inside of here will cure COVID. <laughs> it's half off, 50 bucks, people. Yeah. Includes free shipping. Lot, hey, it, since we're talking about it, uh, let's try to move it. What's all in the box of fire? Can you even remember at this point? <laughs> it's been a year since I made my video when I was all high on myself coming back from the from the Park and Pod Expo. That's what it was. Uh, I was like, I can sell anything. That's a different kind of pod crash. It really is. Yeah. Uh, let me think. We've got, uh, so in the box of fire, which is a repurposed uh, uh, Aerosmith box of fire and everything, in there is, you've got three t-shirts. You've got our, our Rockin' Pod 3 Expo t-shirt. You've got our original Cobras and Fire one. Um, you've got the one that actually has our logo on it, kind of like black and white. You've got a... Not Gildan's uh, either. No. Well, these are all next level. High quality T-shirts, never worn by me or my children. <laughs> we've got uh, what else is there? Oh, we've got some socks, certain kind of socks in there. If you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. we've got um, face fans. We've got face fans. We have just list off some of the ridiculous merch we've. we've well, made I, I assume stickers are in there. Weren't we going to toss a oh. thumb drive with every episode in it? I don't think we're going to do that anymore because it's too much effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, if somebody bought it, I was, we were going to download them all. And oh that was God, the, oh, It's too I'll bad we what. didn't record that phone conversation and how we were going to make that happen between the two of us. We could have sold yes. that as a Patreon bonus, huh? <laughs> it, it really would, like <laughs> sending it back and forth and all this stuff like that. But yeah, we have a thumb drive that actually has the, uh, the Cobras and Fire logo on it. And listen, this is for if for all you uh, – uh, people that that think the world is going to end or whatever at this point with the election if the grid goes down you will still have cobras and fire on that thumb drive damn right local storage you're not renting this podcast you own it no cloud nope no cloud involved Uh, anyway uh, we'll send it go to cobrasandfire.com to the merch section and you'll see the fine video that i produced over a year ago and is now making me a little sad no one cares uh, loose Let's cheer up loose cannon. Uh, Let's buy that fucking box, people. I think there actually is a feature where you could actually just name your own price on it right now. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. Just go there, and it's like eBay, except I think we accept all offers. Is it free shipping, or uh, is that extra? Uh, no, it includes everything. Includes shipping. Okay, everything includes shipping. So uh, yeah, get yourself a t-shirt. Three t-shirts, man. Yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. 
So, but uh, you'll be a, a well-dressed man or woman, and I say that singular, probably that's listening to the show. But uh, yes, that's, that's it. That's it. The end of the commercial break. There's no sense in being clever. There's no sense in sense at all. Nothing gained in this endeavor. My head in the nearest wall. Why do I get a new dress? The lawyer down is so Not to break this down too much, but for some reason, Alter Bridge is still making music. Did you know that? They just released a new album. <laughs> My dog actually alerted me to that. Oh, fact. nice. Yeah. It's just like, what? Uh, what is it? Who is the audience for them? They're they're that four o'clock in the afternoon festival act, man. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's oh, I don't get it. It's like, here's here's Creed. First off, who decided they wanted Creed to continue with another singer? Like what was <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that—that that is what that band is. Yes, I'll no? take. Yeah, I'll so. take. But I'll take Creed over over that shit show. And I, I fucking hate Creed. <sighs> Neither one. Both of them are. Yeah, I just at least with Creed. With arms wide like, open. <laughs> hey, had, I, at least I can probably hum a few lines of at least two or three Creed songs without thinking. I literally don't remember a single Alter Bridge song, and I've heard a ton of them. I've seen them live probably eighteen times. I've seen Alter Bridge live by accident more than I've intentionally seen any band. I think I've seen them, yes, <laughs> three times. Three times. They are like uh, them and uh, uh, one of my uh, friend of the show, Rob, has designated certain bands as like Seether Time. Seether Time is when you go to the bathroom or whatever like that or get in line for some concessions. Well, that was, is a Seether Time band. I was going to say, actually, you know, if you really got to go, you want to go before Alter Bridge because you know the bathroom line is going to get real long once they hit the stage. <laughs> I know. Or the merch booth is going to be packed, you know, for all the other bands selling stuff. Well, uh, Alter Bridge is one of those bands that keeps getting on these these festivals just because they have the connections from yeah. back in the day with Creed. Like, there's some promoter they have a deal with. It's like, fine, we'll give you the four o'clock spot. Just leave me alone. Dude. I just don't. I Somebody explain it to me. Um, uh, even their name is forgettable. Like, if I didn't, you know, if I didn't put it on this list, I probably wouldn't be able to remember it. And what does that even mean? Does that mean a a bridge that's not completely a bridge? Is that like the foot? They are the futon of bridges. It's it's an in between. It's an altered bridge. They are the futon of rock music. <laughs> they really are. They don't commit either way. Who's the Murphy bed then? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's I would say the Murphy bed is somebody that's completely changed their entire sound and mm. uh, and still is successful. ACDC. Like, like both. <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're not the Murphy bed. ACDC is the uh, um, the undersized queen uh, bed of, of rock music. Not the band. Yeah, yeah, not the band queen. Yeah, it was the queen size mattress. Yeah, you know, some of them just don't quite fit the the frame right. That's ACDC. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, we'll think of some more some more comparisons. What else you got? Well, it, it surprises me anyway that, especially when with the, the health issues he's dealing with. 
it surprises me, but yet it also seems predictable. But Ozzy has just announced rescheduled dates for his tour in 2022. So not even 20. <laughs> and this is probably largely to do with not refunding money right now. Uh, and you, about, you know how I feel all, about that. All about, all about refunding money. Yes. I mean, think, think right now. Like, think about whatever whatever funds they have for people right now. You put that in a certain investments. I mean, this is a great situation if you have these people's money. For two years, you could fuck around and play with, a, with, a, yeah. with making more money off their money. Yeah, you just, you just collect interest on it. You know what I mean? Um, and who yeah. knows? Maybe that money is already spent, and they're just kind of kicking the can down the... The highway, hoping that they never have to fucking you know come due on their their uh, their their debt here. But exactly, uh, do you think Sharon would actually do something a la Meatloaf? I don't know if you recall a year or two ago where Meatloaf basically went on tour and didn't sing. Now he was there. I think he talked to the audience, then he sat off to the side of the stage while someone else performed for him. Maybe they'll they'll figure something out like that. They get a Ozzy impersonator to uh, to go up and uh, perform every night. This is already. In process. I mean, you see the Zach Wilde is re-recording um, entire mm. Black Sabbath albums. You purchased it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Zach Wilde. They're going to re-release the whole catalog up up to 2022, 2022, and then Zach Wilde is going to take over for Ozzy as a replacement featuring. You think he'll sing too then? Yeah. That's what Why I think not? is going to happen. And then he has the legitimacy saying, here's the whole catalog. I've already done the debut album. <laughs> and stuff like that. And- a hole in the sky. <laughs> How was that album? Oh, it's, it's fucking funny. phenomenal. I, uh, really? Okay, oh, well, I, I, that album, uh, to me, is is pretty special. It's it's a record, and it's not even a very well sequenced or it's just just something magical about the the music on that thing. Um, and I love listening to every time I listen to the debut record by Black Sabbath, I listen to the whole thing. Um, and mm. so hearing kind of so- an updated sound um, with Zach doing it, you know, it's going to be pretty spot on and, and done right. Uh, I will say this. I would never stream it. I would never buy a CD of this. This is a vinyl-only experience for me. Uh, the, I'm talking about the Zach Wilde Vertigo is what he called it. It's, but it's basically the, the, ver- the first Black Sabbath album recorded, just reproduced it, exactly as it was. To me, it's kind of that. You open it up, you feel it, you smell it, you put it on the turntable. It's, it's an experience in itself. To me, I, I, I just... This would do nothing for me. Like, I wouldn't own it if I couldn't have it on vinyl. I wouldn't even go out and listen to it. But uh, it's, it's the, the whole packaging and everything is just, it's, it was, I was so happy when I saw that in the record store. Because my, my understanding is initially this was just going to be a, a, a run of 500 that sold out before it was even recorded. So uh, the fact that he just made more copies available was kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I haven't heard the whole thing, but I did hear the version of The Wizard. And the, it's like The Wizard was just balls like mm-hmm. i don't know there's something about it like there's a lot of energy in that track and uh i've always liked that track anyway yeah that i could tell i could definitely tell a difference uh i'll check it out in full but um anyway so that's what they're doing that's what sharon's doing All that's right. the whole business plan <laughs> so look for uh the ghost of ozzy osbourne in 2022 uh, uh yes. although that sounds like i'm wishing death upon the man but i'm not hey speaking of ghosts and ozzy have you seen his new tv show the, the osbournes want to believe uh, no. It's because... Ozzy, Sharon, and Jack, and they sit in, I assume, their basement, and they watch, uh, like, you know, basically security camera footage of, like, paranormal things, and then they comment on whether they believe it or not. Uh, wow. And truth be told, Ozzy actually is pretty good at it. Uh, I was surprised. <laughs> it, pretty good at what? I don't know. Like, 
he's he's reasonable. He can put together a thought and explain it. And I don't know. I, I mean, he still talks like Ozzy, so it's kind of mumbly jumbly. But the fact that you know, it's like you know, that's actually a fairly measured response to this thing. You know, he's not like one of those guys that discounts it all or believes it all. He's like, no, that's bullshit. Wouldn't it be terrible if the only like eyewitness you had uh, for, for for yourself, for, like to save yourself from going going to prison, was Ozzy, and you had to put him on the stand to explain what he saw? And just bring someone along with the, to with subtitles uh, yeah, for the jury, like like, uh, like Ozzy. Uh, can, can you please explain uh, uh, what you saw on the night of, of September fifth? <laughs> I'm fucking doomed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You mentioned Sebastian Bach is one of our uh, uh, mascots, of course. Another one, Tommy yes. Lee made some news recently. Actually, Ted Nugent mm. kind of drugged Tommy into this one. Uh, one of our favorite oh. uh, human beings on the planet, Ted Nugent, all around good guy, and uh, likes oh to, sure likes to likes to love the Lord and the ladies equally. Uh, Ted, Nug- Ted Nugent was on something called the Blunt Force Podcast or the Blunt the Blunt Force Truth Podcast. I want to say it right. Uh, and mm-hmm. they were asking about a taping he did for Sammy Hagar's rock and roll road trip show on Access TV. Um, and Nugent says, like, the producers wouldn't let uh, Sammy near him other than when they were filming. And uh, okay. th- this is Nugent's word. Uh, he said, they thought I was dangerous, that I'd come out with a machine gun or I'd slaughter an innocent fawn on television. So I said to the producers, or, I said to Sammy, your producers were afraid of me, but they did a show with Tommy Lee, who's a convicted felon, domestic violence, heroin addict. They're okay with this guy, but not the Nuge. Camp for Kids charity, teaching kids to be clean and sober. So, um, which, of course, you know, that's going to find its way to, if, if, if you and I saw it, we know Tommy Lee's eventually going to have someone read it to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's true. He is going to have somebody read it to him. But the, but let's just, does that how Ted Nugent sounds? Because I've never heard the man speak before. That's not a very good impersonation. Uh, he has, no? He's kind of a, a okay. fast staccato delivery, but. Uh, uh, I'll use that as my basis. Not sure how to put this, but he sounds like a guy who would roughly pull his wife out of a party. <laughs> now, he's a, an annoying figure for me just overall. Uh, uh, Isn't it a terrible thing? Politics the fact aside, that, uh, Ted Nugent drives me fucking nuts. That's a, His cool. fans, too, like uh, growing up, the, the guys that liked Ted Nugent, I think I've said on the show before, were always the ones that got too drunk and wanted to fight. Uh, no, but also, isn't it a terrible thing that he was blessed with the ability to play guitar <laughs> connected to that brain? I mean, I mean, I mean, and, 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 and really what 
if I could just talk about Ted Nugent a little bit first. Ted Nugent's I mean, Ted like Nugent. a, a, a like Angus Young uh, neutered on guitar, as far as I'm concerned. A lot of people really like him, yeah. like uh, our boy Mankini. He's a big fan. But sure. uh, I'd Has rather t-shirt to prove it. Untuck my shirt and listen to some ACDC than. Uh, uh, look, and it's not the guy can't play. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you know, he's almost like a, sounds like the like one of those like uh, kids bop records. Like uh, Ted Nugent is that to guitar. Yeah, but but I remember hearing all about him. You know, when you're first getting into rock, and I got Double Live Gonzo or whatever, and I listened to it. I'm like, okay, here's Stranglehold, here's this, here's that, and, and I'm like, this is it, free for all. What the what the yeah. doctor ordered? These fucking songs suck. Wango Tango, Wango. That's give me a break. Yeah, the fact that his greatest hits has only two songs that are any good. It's like Cat Scratch Fever and Stranglehold, and then a bunch of fucking filler. You're yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it, this here's a great song here, people. I mean, did he ever? Was I still haven't forgiven Kiss for dragging him on that entire farewell tour. What was that about, uh, man? Good lord, getting out there shooting flaming arrows. Ah! I mean, what was his, what's his on stage? Does he have like? Uh, like patter does he like a front man you know yeah he he talks a little bit um when i when he was touring with kiss it was it was a in fairness a fairly entertaining show and not too preachy or stuff like that he had a couple political comments but he's gone off the deep end you know what i mean he he's threatened to you know kill hillary clinton and barack obama on stage that kind of jackassery just adds to a but that's but the thing about that's funny about that is that how is that any intro like 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 let's take down the government now here's Wango Tango yeah and, and I mean, meanwhile that doesn't even lead are, into anything pe- people are tearing into Sebastian Bach for having an issue with Trump but for decades I really didn't hear anybody fucking go you know Ted you're alienating half your audience by sharing this you know that guy so they just I don't know whatever we're too busy crying I guess yeah I. Uh... I guess also just just to imagine that the life of the Nuge uh, from everything I've read. Can I just give you my impression of what his mornings are like? Sure. Real quick. Uh, okay. So I, I can just see the Nuge just kind of getting up every morning and reading his his issue of Flat Flat Earth Weekly. Uh, you know, <laughs> breaking into that. You know, going to his backyard. Uh, it's it's up actually and- called Flat Earth and Flags. Oh, flat earth flags. Sorry, flat earth and flags. He roots that. It's it's the same. All it is is pictures. Just a flat earth and some flags. But he likes it. He likes them. Yeah. But uh, then he goes in his backyard and makes sure that everything within his uh, uh, ten square miles is dead. He just kills everything, <laughs> dynamite, whatever. I mean, God, 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 uh, uh, help you if you actually are on his property during this time. And then, yeah, uh, have you real it, quick? Have you ever seen that episode of South Park where? Uh, one of the kids' uncle and his buddy, that the guy who talks like that, go fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. they just drop a grenade into the uh, uh, water, and the fish float to the top. And that's their fishing, that's right? That's Ted Nugent. Yeah, uh, that's and, Ted Nugent like, fishing. They would like use a, a rocket launcher to deer hunt, and they would they would just right. They would just say, "He's coming right for us." Boys, looky there. That there's a Rocky Mountain black bear, one of the few remaining of its kind. Isn't it beautiful? My God, it's coming right for us! Hey, it wasn't coming right for us. It was just sitting there. Shh, not so loud. Now that there's just a technicality. What do you mean? You see, boys, the Democrats have passed a lot of laws trying to stop us from hunting. They say we can't shoot certain animals anymore unless they're posing an immediate threat. Before we shoot something, we have to say, it's coming right for us. Jimbo, look. Oh, it's a deer. It's coming right for us! 
to yell that out first and they can like be brutal. That's Ted That's Nugent. Right. He's always That's Ted Nugent. He just walks through them all. It's copyright for us! Boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. Well, that's how you get the... It's, it's legal that way. Stand my right? ground. Yeah, stand your ground. You, you then uh, then around town, I'm not sure if you know in that part of Michigan, um, you know the term uh, uh, as the rooster crows? Yeah, they have one called uh, as the nude screams, where for 15 <laughs> solid minutes every morning, he just does uh, racist and conspiracy shit. And that's how you know it's it's 6.30 a.m. That's that's how you wake up in that area. Yeah, people, that's you, how I just you want to say I'm racist, but I, I know three black people that's, that'll wave to me when I walk by him. You can tell me you're racist? <laughs> Uh, I, by then, the way, true story. I think he moved to Texas. I think I swear to God. I I believe he's George oh, Bush's neighbor. He's right oh, he's not even in. I he probably he's probably like Kid Rockery. Still probably has uh, some property in property in the in okay. the wooded area of Michigan. Probably in the in the UP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how they have all those things on on Blabbermouth where I'll say like some rock star is selling their home or whatever yeah. uh, here and there. Some for three million, they just have a picture of his Zillow and it's just like nothing but dead carcasses <laughs> everywhere on this property from like the the drone view. It's just a bunch of camouflage uh, buildings. <laughs> <laughs> It's all just like you know, hunter's perches, <laughs> and like just, 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 just pits of where he just let off grenades and everything like that. But the, uh, uh, but also, so I'm, I'm any sure Ted that, Nugent fans have uh, stopped listening to our show permanently now. They've good. unsubscribed. Uh, listen, uh, uh, Darwinism, people. But the, um, <laughs> but but also, you know, I'm not sure. But every morning too, he's 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 a guy that you know he doesn't have much time, so his breakfasts are very very accelerated, and he likes to have. What do you think he has for breakfast every day? Oh, it's got to be some kind of deer meat. <laughs> Come on, you know what it is. It's tang. It's what the astronauts drink. But I'm not sure wing, if you've had wing, it. But... Sweet poon, sweet orange tang. No, no, no. Every morning hey, the... he has a new orange. He tang. has a new flavor. No, yes, there's several. He's there's several uh, flavors of tang. He prefers the poon, but also <laughs> uh, he likes the sweet poon tang. It's much better than the sour poon tang. Yeah. <laughs> So that's all the that's all the morning rituals I have. But this uh, is the things I imagined good. when you when you told me we were doing this routine. Right on. Um, but uh, I, I, when you told you told me you were like we're doing this. <laughs> I did. I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> it has. We've been this. We, uh, hopefully, this ends up with some really good gold because we've been working on this one a while, people. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Ted, Ted makes these comments. The headline goes out, and then one morning, his wife or his son comes over and reads it to him. Uh, and so, so Tommy. <laughs> Tommy took to Twitter, or, you know, he handed his wife at the phone and said, type this. Um, <laughs> well, we're not yes, nice to anybody right, right now. Uh, so no, he, not, bananas. He tweeted out, and I love the fact that everything is handled through Twitter now. Ted Nugent, mm-hmm. is that guy even still alive? I thought he shot himself like 20 years ago. <laughs> Boom! And I, they, throw in, <laughs> they throw in here, he added a few middle finger and crying while laughing emojis for good measure. Uh, I love it when we're at the point now where a news story actually describes the the emojis somebody used in a tweet. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Can you imagine that you're somebody that used to work on the Walter Cronkite show? Yeah, you're typing this up to still, be, to still make a living. You're uh, like, oh, good Lord. I know why Dan Rather retired. Is Jesus? <laughs> That's right. It was the emojis. The emojis <laughs> took him down. Like, I, was, I, was, I was almost ready to bail when we started reporting tweets. I mean, they're called <laughs> fucking tweets for Christ's sake. How can I do this seriously? I can't take it seriously. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, good good. Uh, the old uh, boom just jabbed it right back there with the Tommy Lee style, that wit that we're looking for. Yeah, we always look 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 
But uh, yeah, so how how do you think they should settle this? I think they should settle it like men settle it with mm. a yo mama smack off. Ooh, like it. So today I'll be playing the role of Tommy Lee, if I understand it right, and you, of course, oh, will be possessed with the embodiment of <sighs> the nuge. Are you going to strip down to a loincloth for this? Uh, uh, <laughs> if, if let me know because I'm going to hit record if, if, if that's happening. Uh, uh, that's right. Yeah, or you, you should at least have like like a bow and arrow strapped to your back, or or maybe maybe we should do this remotely. Like I'll uh, I'll I'll do it like sitting by a pool with a plate of coke next to me, and you can be in a mm. deer stand. No, I'll be I'll be like that <laughs> that 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 Burt Reynolds picture with him on the the bearskin rug. What do you think of that? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. New Japan. But um, yeah, again, I I've really never heard him speak, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do my best, Ted Nugent. Sounds good. I, okay. you know, and I, by Tommy Lee, I've been working on it. It's horrible, so it's perfect. Okay, for the good. Show. All right. What's what's uh, who's Bro. starting? So what? So what happens? We uh, are they just on? Are they just is this just them twittering back and forth? Well, no. I think basically Nick Cannon comes out and uh, sets the stage, and uh, you know it's <laughs> kind of like a celebrity death match thing. So, uh, oh, okay. so to paint the picture for the listener, we're going to have uh, imagine Tommy and and Ted basically standing about well at least six feet apart. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 20, 20 people. Uh, and then they're just basically each given a turn to go back and forth. And at the end, why don't you and I give our own uh, rating on who won? And the, the, the listeners can chime in in the comments. Uh, let us know who you think won the, the, the Yo Mama smack off between the Nuge and Lee. Okay. All right. So I don't know. Uh, who goes first? Uh, maybe Nuge because he fired the first shot? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Let me let me see if I can uh, just warm warm it up here. Okay. I probably have to do one. Okay, bro. Hey, Tommy, this here is a nuge. Your mama's so dumb, she says it takes two to tango. She forgot about Wango. That's at least three. Oh, yeah, Ted. You know what, bro? Your mama's so fat, I had to give her three backstage pass. Your mom is so dumb she listens to Ted Nugent. Oh yeah, Tommy, your mom is so dumb she listens to Ted Nugent. You know what, bro? Your mom's so hairy, you probably have a license to hunt her. She got fired for throwing away the W's at the M&M factory. Your mom is so fat, Vince can hide behind her. Your mom is so dumb, she graduated high school the same year you dropped out. Your mom's a whore. <laughs> okay, you got me. Personally, I think uh, I think the Nuge won that one. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Uh, if you're talking about a battle of wits, uh, <laughs> there, a, there is not a whole lot between them. But uh, nope. 
Nope. Oh, Slam dunk. Let's just call it a draw and uh, and uh, move on. But uh, that's fine. Hey, Lucif, uh, I would like to to mention something a little more serious here as we, as we check out. It, as hard as it's going to be to do after that ridiculous shit show. Um, I got some news uh, just yesterday that. Uh, a, a pretty close friend of mine from high school passed away. His name is Mike Connor, and he was one of those guys, loose that, like, you know, everybody liked. You know, I mean, from junior high to high school, I don't know anybody that, that really ever had a negative thing to say about this guy or just didn't like him or all that good stuff. There's this group of buddies that, you know what I mean? It almost feels like a movie now that when I think about it, because, like, it, it's just, like, this group of, of, of us childhood friends that, that kind of, like, spent way too much time together and we're just always laughing and having a good time. And Mike was a... He was smart. He was funny. He was artistic. Uh, he came up and, and shot some pictures of the of the band here in, in my basement studio. Uh, he also... Uh, sang backup vocals on one of the Chrysler songs. He was the inspiration for the cover that I recorded of the Motorhead song, Born to Raise Hell, where I just basically invited everybody I knew to come into my studio and, and, and be part of it, a la We Are the World, which is kind of how he put it. He said, you should do something like We Are the World, where you have all these different people come in and just do this giant kind of chorus thing, and it, it sparked right away in my head it took about a year to put together and i'm very happy with it but literally he was the guy that like said do this and i'm like you're mike connor of course i'm gonna do this i can't tell you how how sad it is to hear about this it it, it hit me out of the blue it was not unlike duffy it was not this was not expected and um Anyway, I don't want to get too carried away. I just want to say he was very influential in my life. He meant so much to me. I miss my friend. And that's pretty much it. So uh, this episode's for you, Mike. Thank you for being a friend. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but hopefully doing this episode and doing this silly stuff uh, for an hour or so took your mind off of it for a little bit. Yeah, it it, uh, it definitely uh, enhanced my my spirits a little bit. So um, the, the grieving process is what it is. So. But let's get out of here, man. Please. All right. Rock is not dead. But your mama jokes are. Shadows are falling and I'm running out of breath. Keep me in your heart for a while. If I leave here, it doesn't mean I love you any less. Keep me in your heart for a while. When you get up in the morning and you see that crazy sun. Keep me in your whore for a while There's a train leaving nightly Cold when all is said and done Keep me in your heart for a while Yeah, la 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 Keep me in your whore for a while la 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 For a while Sometimes when you're doing Simple things around the house Maybe you'll think of me and smile You know I'm tied to you Like the buttons on your blouse Keep me in your heart for a while Hold me in your thoughts Take me to your dreams Trust me when I fall in view And when the winter comes Keep the fire slim And I'll 
Sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 